Welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Will, and I'm joined today by author Michael Vassell, author of The Fall, The Way of the Ray, Defiled, A Hitman Walks Into a Bar, Damned, and others. Michael, how are you doing? Good, yourself? Pretty well, man. Just uh, lose my voice here, but hopefully yeah. it doesn't show. <laughs> no, it sounds good. Oh, great. So I started every episode asking, what is your favorite horror movie, if you had to pick one? Oh, um, I, I think we already talked about this. If I had to pick one, I think it would be 30 Days of Night. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. That's one of the best yeah. ones out there, too. Probably arguably the best vampire movie. I, I'd, I'd have to say so. It's just it's uh, creepy, eerie, and yet has a good storyline, too. So, you know, it's just not trash horror. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like a heavy ending too. I mean, the ending of that movie was so downer. I thought. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like. I mean, the spoiler for everybody listening, but doesn't like everybody die at the end? Uh, no, no, just the just like the main character. Uh, okay. What's it? Josh Hart. Hart. Yeah, Lord. Hartnett. Yeah, yeah, he dies at the end, but pretty much. Uh, I mean, a lot of the other people die, but like the his life love interest lives. So there's that. But yeah, it might have been like. like that might have been a documentary because I haven't seen him in a whole lot of movies since then. Uh yeah, I don't know. He's been in a few, if I remember, but I, I can't think of any right now. So, <laughs> so going off that, how did movies influence you? Do you do you watch a lot of movies, or are you more of like a reader? Uh, uh mostly movies. A lot, a lot, a lot of movies. Uh, I probably read about forty books a year ish. You know, so not like a huge amount compared to some. But I do I do a sufficient amount of reading, but uh, definitely at least uh, a horror movie a week, you know, all kinds of series and stuff my wife and I watch. So what's the best one you've seen lately? There's a lot of them out there now. Oh, um, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, Put you I, on the spot here. <laughs> I know we did. Yeah, we just I, I I need to write all this stuff down beforehand, you know, or get a list of questions or something. Because uh, yeah, we watch so much TV, it's hard to say what what I'd consider the best lately. So I think like the most out there one I saw was Terrifier Two. That was one like an oh. underdog sleeper hit. Yeah, I heard that was uh, like a uh, something to see. I haven't I haven't watched it. I, I'm normally not like a. Um, I guess scream horror, which is kind of what I consider that. I'm mm -hmm. not really a huge fan of that. So oh, yeah. More like the cerebral stuff, like A24. Uh yeah, yeah. Um always stuff like that's more creepy than than scary, you know, like the shining, things like that, you know. That kind of gets you thinking and you're just afraid to watch and you know, like what's gonna be behind the next door, but nothing that really leaps out at you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really good when a movie can hold your attention with suspense because that's hard to do both in writing and visuals and movies. Like, how do you do it as a writer? Oh, I don't I, I don't know. I don't even know if I do it well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I do try to like keep, you know, by going back and reading and rereading and everything. I try to not give spoilers early on if I want something to be like a, you know, a ta-da, uh, you know, moment in the book. Um, so it's a lot of uh, just trying to draw it out and kind of bring the, you know, the reader to um, to what they think is going on and then switch things on them. So 
Now you're voted one of Cleveland's best fiction writers. How does that feel? That's gonna be a pretty big honor. That's a, it's a huge honor and just kind of weird. Just a feeling uh, that you know, I because I do have a certain like fan following now, which is really weird. Um, you know, nothing I really expected. You know, you, something that you always hope for, but uh, you know, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 really cool to be uh, recognized at places now. In fact. Uh, I did a uh, book signing uh, at this uh, Halloween event. What was it? Not last weekend, but the weekend before. And this lady comes up to me and she goes, oh, my God. She was with her husband. She goes, oh, my God, honey, that's him. That's him. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, she goes, I told you about him. He's one of my favorite authors. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, do you have anything new? And I told her about a couple of the books. She's like, oh, my God, I want to read that one. It was like the fourth book in the Castle Chronicles. And um She's like, I didn't know it was out. Can you sign it for me? And she was like, Can you sign it for me? I'm like, of course. And then after it, like she was teary in her, you know. And so uh after I signed it for her and gave it, she's like, Can I have a hug? And so I got up and gave her a hug. And um then her husband took a picture of the two of us together. And I'm like, that just, you know, killed me. I just it was just amazing feeling. So that's gotta feel really good. I love when people recognize you for your work. That's always nice. It is, especially when somebody walks up and says they love a certain book you did or how, um, yeah, they're looking forward to reading, you know, stuff. So anyway. <laughs> I've gotten the opposite. I got someone who said, I want to punch you in your face for the book I've read. I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah that was the uh, that was a hardcore horror book. So maybe it wasn't <laughs> up in there, Allie. <laughs> I've never had that. I have had some nasty uh, write-ups on, you know, uh, Amazon and uh, Goodreads. Where, uh, yeah, just people are can just be nasty. Like, yeah. uh, like I have this whole thing on the, my book, The Fall, where the main character uh, and, and his wife, they go back and forth a lot because he's Democratic and she's uh, from a Republican family. And so they gaslight each other all the time about politics. And I wrote that in the book. And I think I bring it out pretty well because I actually do say my wife and I like to gaslight each other and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I'll leave, uh, I'll leave CNN on, uh, on the TV just to, so when she turns it on, it's the first thing she sees. And all of a sudden I get all, I get all these nasty grams from people saying how horrible that is that, you know, and <laughs> yeah, people uh, find anything to get on. And yeah. And, and it gives me one star and uh, like, don't read this. It's all political bullshit. You know, it's like, <laughs> Five places in the book out of like 80,000 words, five places in the book where I mentioned them gaslighting each other. Yeah, you can't mention anything political now for some reason. Like it's always been a big thing in books because books reflect reality. But apparently that's the part of reality people don't want you to touch on at all. It's great. Yeah, it's crazy nowadays. But let's not get into that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Taboo. I guess so. <laughs> so what is your favorite part of the writing process? Like, well, going back a little bit, do you outline or do you pants? Um, I outline and I have a, a certain process that has seemed to work since maybe book one. Um, currently writing my 10th book right now. But the uh, my writing process is pretty much I get an idea. I kind of make a, a quick little outline. And then what I do is. I write the first couple of chapters to see if they have some teeth, you know, like I could keep writing this. And then as I'm writing, I get to a certain point where I already know what the ending is going to be. So I write the ending 
And then I kind of write a little bit more here, a little bit more here. And then I kind of just fill it in to bring, you know, from beginning to end. So. About and, to how uh, many drafts do you do? Um, I, I, it's, it's like a constant edit with me. So I don't really do drafts per se. I'll go through, you know, because I do everything on computer. What I'll do is I'll go, you know, write something and then I'll reread it, rewrite it, and I'll write something else. And then I'm like, okay, well, what did I write back here? How does this flow into the story? So I'll go back and read the the part I already wrote. So I end up going through it like, you know, 20 times (laughs) by the time I send it off to uh, my editor. So now your books are doing like gangbusters right now in sales. How do you do that? Because I need you to teach me your ways. <laughs> I don't know because I'm I'm not I didn't do anything different with the fall that I did with my other books. And I had like uh, the Haunting of Matthew Keys that sold maybe about fifteen thousand copies. Wow! Uh, and then it kind of just petered out. And so I'm like, okay, well after about a year, year and a half, it just kind of like it died out. And um, you know, but by then I'm already you know like I I write a book probably every six months now. So um, anyway, uh, but yeah, for the fall, I think it was just good timing because it talks about the, you know, the, um, the pandemic, the pandemic after this pandemic, you know, after COVID. Uh, so it, it talks about how all of a sudden people start dying off and animals and, you know, large mammals start dying off. And it, it just kind of goes on like one man's story of how he and his wife, uh, you know, as they watch society collapse around them, how they deal with it. And, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I think it's just good timing on the storyline. It has a decent cover. Uh, you know, it looks kind of, it's probably back there on the wall. Maybe you probably can't see it, but anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. So it has a decent cover, you know, we're like fire burning and everything. So I think it, it draws people in. And then I think just, uh, yeah, I've gotten some really good reviews. I'm running at about a 4.1 out of five stars right now on Amazon. Wow. So, yeah, not bad. It's probably probably one of the better rated ones I have. I mean, the Castle Chronicles, um, all of them, they don't have a lot of ratings, but all of those are like in like the four and a half to five stars. But That's always good. Yeah, and a lot of good write-ups. Now, um, when you're writing, what do you do to get into your character's heads? Because you do really well with dialogue. Like, how do you make that work? Um, I guess the main thing is I just, I think of, you know, I think of different personalities in my head. You know, what this character would be like or what that character would be right like and what their background would be. And I just kind of keep a running dialogue in my head of that character. And it does help going back and, you know, reading and rereading everything so to make sure it stays consistent throughout the book so do you have any uh, writing influences uh whew, tons of them i think just like you probably uh you know edgar Allan poe huge i i'm a big uh poe fan and um part of the, part of the thing and i guess you could almost say uh, uh what's his name george r, r. martin mm-hmm. um the fact that there is no even though you have a main character, it doesn't mean they won't die off. I mean, <laughs> I'm really good at ca- killing my characters off. So, see, I love uh, when that happens in books, but it takes you by surprise like that. Yeah, I've, I've had a, I've had a, uh, a few people 
good comments like, wow, I didn't see that end coming or how could you do that? How could you kill them off? So, uh, but, uh, and then of course, uh, Stephen King's probably my biggest uh, inspiration. Anytime he writes something, I read it almost right away. So in fact, he was like, uh, what really inspired me to get it, getting into reading and writing. Cause I've always been kind of a slow reader. Um, was never really interested in high school or anything. Uh, I hated English class. Um, <laughs> and it was, uh, I was in the military and I was out on maneuvers and I was working like third shift as a radio operator having to listen for a battalion command. And uh, I'm sitting there while it's like all cold and rainy outside. I'm sitting there reading um, um, Pet Cemetery. Mm, I love that just, one. Just gave me the chills. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> so that like kind of sparked the whole, you know, I have to read everything Stephen King writes. And then, you know. So you're one of the constant readers then? Yes. Yeah, of his yeah famed constant readers and oh, yeah. uh, but I also I mean I've got a wide variety. I like uh, let's see uh, the Dune series. Uh, you know Frank Herbert. Um, let me see. I uh, yeah, just tons of them. So anyway, <laughs> now you recently you recently became the uh, owner of a club in Cleveland, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, about uh, so. Try to make this story short. About 10 years ago, a buddy of mine and I are sitting at uh, the darkroom bar out in uh, North North Royalton because I lived out there back then. And he's, we're sitting around drinking. And he's like, yeah, you know, it'd be really cool to own a bar someday. I'm like, yeah, I really would. He's like, well, you know, maybe you should think about that. I'm like, well, if you ever get one, let me know. If you ever, you know, if you decide to go in, I'm like, you know, I'd like to own a bar with you. So uh, about uh, beginning of June, he he, um, my wife and I were over in Ireland on, uh, on vacation. And all of a sudden I get a text from him. He's like, Hey dude, it's on. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, uh, we've got a lead on a bar. If you're still in, if you're still interested, I'm like, hell yeah. So, um, he, um, our, uh, friend Ray and myself and my wife, uh, kind of talked about it. They came over, uh, Ray and, uh, Jason came over with a, uh, with a, like kind of, um, plan on how they want a business plan and how they wanted to get things started. And I said, yeah, let's, let's go and let's do it. And unfortunately, uh, Jason is, had to drop out. He's been, uh, touring with his band, um, frail. And in fact, they're over in uh, Europe right now. They're, uh, traveling through, uh, I think they were in, uh, the Netherlands today or something. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. I know he's, well, I've seen pictures online, but yeah, so his band's been, uh, or that band's been doing really well. And uh, so he had to drop out, but so it's just uh, Ray, my wife and I. Now, speaking of uh, bands, you go to a lot of shows, don't you? I try to, yeah. Did I you mean, get to I, see uh, Nine Inch Nails this year? I did, yeah. Did you see him? Were you at the- I had to miss it. I really oh, wish I got to see it. That was a great show. I was really looking forward to Nitzer Ebb, because I've liked Nitzer Ebb for years, and I've never, you know, never saw saw him tour in the past. And I actually saw him. So it was Nitzerub Ministry and Nine Inch Nails. And I saw um, Ministry earlier this year. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, I'll see him again. You know, Uncle Al always puts on a good show. And uh, and then, of course, Nails came out and really did like a, almost an old school set. He came out and really did some of his fiery songs instead of the newer stuff that I don't really like so 
But is it uh, true that if you go to a ministry show, you leave deaf? I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, we had we uh, we got pavilion seats too for uh, Blossom. It was a, it was a it was a good show. A little bit too smoky though. It was like you could barely see the stage. Um, Nitzer, you could see, but um, by the time ministry came on, it was just like a film of white, you know, like a white fog across the stage. And uh, then it, it kind of stayed that way for nails, which kind of sucked. I guess if you're in, in the pit, you had a better view, but from where we were at, it just kind of kind of sucked. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen Trent like six times, I think, six or seven times. So. <laughs> I'm surprised guys like Trent Reznor still have it. Like they're still playing these live shows several times a year. They still make great music. Like they've never stopped. Yeah, no, I know he kind of like transitioned into the whole movie thing, uh, but he still, yeah, he still can, can come out and kill it and th- show a lot of energy, which there were a couple of shows where he really didn't. He just came out and kind of like did his thing and then left. But uh, this, the last show here was really good. And I was really happy to see that he brought uh, Rich Patrick on stage and um, kind of like, you know, let him sing, uh, what is it? Hey Man, Nice Shot. Oh, yeah. So I think that's one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's one he did. But yeah, it was like second to last song, which was really cool. So how do you balance that being a bar owner and a writer and like public figure? Um, I, I don't sleep a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I, um, I, for the bar, Ray, uh, Ray's the manager and she, she does 99% of the work. I'm pretty much there for her to say, Hey, uh, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? And of course, you know, spend our money at the bar. <laughs> we were just there for like wing night last night. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, really good wings. If you come out, come on wing Wednesday, really good. Actually, what bar is it again? Uh, it's, uh, the Foundry. Foundry, the Foundry okay. Concert Club. Hell yeah, I gotta plug that. Get to the Foundry, everybody. Yeah, believe me, yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it. It's a great venue, uh, heavy pours on the liquor, uh, <laughs> so, uh, really, really, really good food, really good food. Um, and, uh, yeah, we have the stage in back, we hold about 300 people, and, uh, yeah, it's really, again, it, and it, What's funny is like when I we got the offer or, you know, said, hey, do you want to buy, uh, you know, coming down the foundry? And I'm like, really? Because it's like the closest cool bar to my house. It's like it's like half a mile away. Yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic. And that's where we were uh, hanging out most of the time anyway. And it just came out that the uh, the previous owner wanted to wanted to get out and uh, Ray made made an offer to her and pulled us in. And so and we were, you know, my wife and I said, well, we're going to be silent partners. We're not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything, unless, you know, except, you know, help out where we can. So. Now, what kind of advice would you give for people who are just starting out as writers? Uh, write something every day. I know you probably, everybody's heard it before, but um, like what I always say is a writer writes always. I always try to sit down and even if it's a hundred words or if it's a thousand and some days I'll have great days where I'll write two or 3000 words. Most days are somewhere between 500 and a thousand words, but just getting that rolling, you know, uh, opening it up for the muse to to show up and, and, you know, help you out. 
you know, just you got to keep doing something every day or you kind of like lose the spark, I think. Yeah. Because I know like once a story gets away from you, if you leave it sit for like a month and you're working on something else, or you have like 40 different projects in your mind. It's really hard, like harder than you would expect to get back into a story, even mm-hmm. if you were like completely in love, like in love with it to begin with. Yeah. In fact, I, I kind of did this on the this 10th book. Um, I'm probably what I consider about a month or two behind where I normally am at this point on a, on a novel, mainly because I, we had the trip to Ireland, we bought the bar, all the other stuff. And it was like, all this stuff kept on rolling along. And so I wasn't writing every day. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I got to get back on this. And then it was really awkward and hard at first. Cause I'm like, I had to re- reread everything that I had already written. Cause I was probably only like, I don't know what, 10,000 words into it or something. Um, maybe. Yeah, somewhere right around there, maybe about 50, 50 pages or so. And I'm like, I don't even, you know, how am I going to get going on this? So I just kept on writing and writing and writing. And then I'm like, okay, well, now it's starting to come into something. So now I'm probably around page 240. Wow. It's probably going to cap out somewhere around 310, 320. Are you doing a NaNoWriMo? What? Is, what? <laughs> uh, NaNoWriMo, National Novel oh, Writing Month? Yeah, no, no. Have you ever tried that? I haven't tried it. I, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to set limits for myself or, you know, push myself in any way. I'm a, I'm a big believer in the muse, you know, that the muse will show up and, you know, push me along when I need to be pushed and, you know, and not be there when I, you know, when I need a break. So, yeah. See, I'm as terrible with deadlines. Like someone says, get this done in a month. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, my other, my other like main job is, uh, I'm a mechanical engineer and which I don't know if we talked about that or not, but um, so I, that's my, my day job is, you know, nine to five or actually seven to three. Um, I design conveyor systems for warehouses for distribution centers like Amazon. They're one of our biggest clients, but um, we've done like free lay all kinds of different places. Uh, but anyway, so between, you know, doing that and the writing and the bar and, kids grandkids all that stuff uh yeah it's amazing you're able to do it it's it's a lot of juggling but uh and i always feel like i'm not doing enough for people but my wife is uh is very very gracious and allowing me time to do what i need to do or you know leaving me alone if i want to write you know or putting up with me when we have to get out the door by three o'clock and it's 3 15 and i'm still writing you know (laughs) do you schedule your time or do you just do it whenever you can uh, whenever I can. Mainly, it's a lot of mornings. Like I'll get up early before I go, before I start working, and I'll I'll do some then. Or like during the day, if I reach a point and I can't I can't uh, you know like I reach a point in engineering where I'm like kind of need to clear my head, I'll take lunch and I'll I'll do some writing. And then sometimes at night, a lot of times on weekends. So awesome! And do you have any uh, closing thoughts for our listeners? Um, buy my stuff. <laughs> Actually, read. Just go out and read, and and uh, read a variety of things. Like I, I'm currently reading the uh, Hebrew Bible. No way. Yeah. What? Uh, what? What made you do that? Well, that's um, like such an obscure. Uh, you don't want to read. <laughs> well, I I've uh, read a, 
a lot of uh, historical books and a lot of religious books, and like books on Buddhism, books on uh, uh, by the Dalai Lama, um, you know, uh, the Bible itself. I've read that a couple of couple of times, cover to cover. Um, you know, but it, it's more in also the Quran, trying to trying to round out and get a sense of history behind, you know, who we are, what makes us up. And also like part of the reason I'm reading the Hebrew Bible is because it um, has a, um, the guy that wrote it actually changed the King James version of the Bible or some of the things that, that were said based on um, the words, you know, the Hebrew words, meaning other things than how they're written in, but uh, you know, and, and to try to give more clarity on the, you know, religion. So but uh, yeah, just read stuff. Doesn't have to be, you know, don't stick to one genre is my yeah. big thing. Plus it makes you tired of that genre, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I'm switching books because, I, you know, there, nobody's put out anything good, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, none of my favorite authors have anything that I haven't read. So, but, uh, but a lot of it is, you know, like, I like reading historical. I like reading uh, um, political stuff too you know, actual, you know, books from like Obama's last book. I read that one recently. <clears throat> Let me see. Um, well, I can't think of, eh, I can't think of the other ones that I've read, but I, I kind of like, I, I go back and forth between, you know, politics. So, you know, I don't stick to like democratic or Republican. I just kind of read whatever sounds interesting. So that's pretty neat. Kind of get a little bit of both sides then. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I'm a registered Republican and I try to vote Republican when I can, but uh, I don't always, I I don't always do that. I always vote for I th- whoever I think is the best person for the job. So I like that. And then where can everybody find your work? What's that? Where can everybody find your work? Do you have a website? Uh, I do. It's uh, michaelvassal.com. Uh, I'm currently getting it updated, so it doesn't have like the last two books aren't on there yet. But you can definitely find my stuff on Amazon. Uh, just look up Vassal, and I usually pop up as the first author. Uh, you can also go on Barnes and Noble, uh, look up uh, Vassal or Michael S. Vassal. Um, yeah, a lot of other sites out there too, but those are the main ones. I get most of my sales out of Amazon. So, oh yeah. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining, man. It's been fun. Well, thank you. Good talking to you. All right. You have a great night. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye.